Welcome to Big Blend Radio with travel writer Linda Kassam, the food, wine, and shopping diva. All right, so today with Diva Linda, we are going to explore the world of Chinese tea. She went on a virtual tasting adventure uh, with samples delivered to her door. Like, this is cool. I think something about COVID taught us that, hey, we don't have to do sweat the small stuff. We can let things come to our door. And not all of us get to go to China, right? So this is a really cool experience for those of us who are tea lovers to understand where the tea comes from and what it tastes like, and then what to pair with the tea, too. So welcome back, Diva Linda. How are you? Very well, thank you. And especially good after taking this virtual tea tasting class. Who knew it could be such fun and so easy? It's really, really easy. So this was done through a tea house, like Friday Tea, right? Am I got this right? It's called Friday Afternoon Tea. It's a small shop. Upscale, though, uh, in their offerings uh, in Wallingford, uh, Washington. So that's near Seattle. That's very, very near Seattle. And um, it's a funky little neighborhood everybody loves. And so I guess the owner decided uh, that she would start doing virtual classes for those that couldn't come in or just to expand her outreach. And honestly, this can be global. Uh, there's no need that only Washington people can take it. I'm obviously this right now in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I um, was researching something else, came up on this, saw that they had virtual classes. And the one that I thought sounded most interesting was it's called a Chinese tea tour. So you sign up. It was about $35, I think, or around that amount, which is just fine. And that seems to be the amount mm-hmm. for virtual classes. And um, you sign up and they ask for your address and they send you samples. Now, that's an important thing. I, I think I wouldn't have taken a class unless I got sampled. So these samples yeah. uh, came, unfortunately, right after the, the minute the class ended, there was UPS <laughs> at my door. But uh, so it wasn't the tea house thing problem. It was a, UPS, a USPS uh, problem. So pro tip here. Make sure you are signing up for these classes that send samples early enough so that if you live out of state or country, Mm -hmm. that there is enough time to send you uh, what you need to enhance your uh, class experience. Mm. But, you know, it's kind of interesting, too. If you learn about it, then you've got your notes and everything. So you did this through Zoom, right? So were you all visual or did people just go, um, blank screening or did you have like this community so it's uh, very similar to other things that I do on zoom which is everybody that's attending the class or meeting is there you know how many people are there some don't want to show their faces they probably didn't want to do their hair or something you know or you know just didn't want to get dressed for it or or whatever the house was a mess whatever but I would say half the people showed us who they were and half the people uh, did not, just a static picture of something. And But we could hear. Everybody could talk, ask questions, listen. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yes. And so chat. A, and and chat. chat. Yeah. So cool. as you know, on Zoom, there's a chance to be verbal like what we're doing. Or there is a chance to have a chat session going in the background, which helps uh, keep the flow of the class 
going forward and not being interrupted every five seconds by. Um, but wait, you are the teacher. So you, I know you, you've got an education background and, and with special ed kids, right? So think about this now as a teacher, you're letting your students chat. <laughs> Boy, have we changed. Are they paying attention or not? Yeah, it's sort of the bane of my existence when I'm doing board meetings. You've got... <laughs> You, you know, you've got things to get through for people chatting in the background and really want to see what they're wanting to know, but, uh, you know, so forth. And generally, like in board meetings, they ask you not to be uh, outspoken, to hold your questions till the end. So, you know, it's a, a curse and a plus, just depending on what you're doing. Mm. Well, I like this, you know, with the Zoom thing, because like how many of us get to go to China, like I said in the beginning here? How many of us get to even think about what tea? Sometimes you go in a tea shop and you will try one tea. How You may get a little snippet of information if you ask, right? And depending on the tea house. But this is really cool because you're going on this, you know, like a road trip of tea. And it, and getting to understand where they come from and getting to understand the farming, the, the practices. The, and this is like a wine tasting in a way. Reading your article and everyone, Linda's article is linked in the show notes. You can find it on blendradioandtv.com and will be in the upcoming uh, foodie issue of Big Blend, uh, Big Weekly Blend Magazine. And so you've got like a tea section, Linda's own tea section in that magazine coming out. Well, apparently you're you're pretty a diva on D, but doing this, reading your article, and I know we talked about this on the Daily Blend with the tea, this is very similar to wine tasting because you're even talking about tannins. You're talking about the floral notes or no floral notes or, you know, the, the scent, the aromas, the, you know, and then the taste and then the pairing. So it's very similar. And I wonder about that with wine people may like tea. So, I mean, it's so similar. And what this particular class does, which is what you were saying with, with a little extra is you're tasting the place. So just like wine tastes different in different regions and you want to taste the wine that comes from or know about wines from different regions, it's the same for tea. So if you have, if you plant two teas of similar generic uh, DNA and you put one in Washington State and you put one in China, they are not going to come out the same. The soil's different, right. the water's different, the way that the harvesting practices are different. So this is a taste of the place curated by someone who, uh, her name is Friday Elliott, the owner of uh, Friday Afternoon Tea, who has so much tea knowledge, her, I'm surprised her head doesn't explode. I mean, it's just... She knows everything about everything, and it's so interesting. I mean, that's really nice. sort of felt like I was in China with her. I mean, that's why cool. I think why she called it a tour. She could give you ins. It wasn't like she was reading off of the back of a, you know, tea box. You know, this is a woman who's been to all these places. Who's, oh, wow. Yeah. And and now has come back and is in Washington State. She, it's funny because she grew up on a commune, so much of <laughs> Some of her uh, discussion is really uh, quite funny, but um, so it's very interesting. You get all this information from such a knowledgeable person, and she personally curated all the teas that were delivered to me. There were eight teas, and each tea would serve you 
three times. So I still have a lot of extra. For $35 in a class? For, I Can you believe it? I mean, we should not let her hear this because she probably want to raise her prices and she probably should. But, but I mean, that's pretty economical as far as I'm it's concerned. Very economical. And just like when you go into a wine shop, you go into a wine shop and there's 95,000 bottles of wine. You know, you I like want them seven, all. You want them all. Or you know, you like Sauvignon Blanc, but which of the 50 Sauvignon Blancs fit your mm-hmm. palate? This is why you take some of these classes to find out. Well, I know, example in wine, I like Napa. Rutherford Cabs are my favorite. I remember Valley. you doing that tasting and you had like 90 wines to 90, taste. Or oh, something. gosh. Yeah. I'll I can't remember. Forget. Was it 100? I think there were 300. Oh. And then you, I mean. Oh. It Good was, Lord. It, well, I'll never forget the taste. I can tell you that. So this is the same thing. This is tasting curated tea packets that you can only get in upscale uh, shops. You're not going to get this stuff in um, if, when you go to your grocery store or even a gourmet market. You're going to have to go to a tea shop that has loose like hers. leaf tea, like hers. Just like so she's smart. Head. She's smart. Loose leaf teas and and her offerings, which I think are so smart, and classes are seasonal. Oh, so you are not drinking teas, winter teas. You are with this class drinking spring teas. Now, probably have to take oh. a different class to get a different thing. And her and her shop apparently changes over. So all the offerings that they had, like for winter, as of I think yesterday or Monday or Tuesday of this week went from winter offerings. Now they're all spring offerings. So this is very, very exciting. I think for for a tea drinker who loves uh, really nice teas. I know loose sleep is kind of a pain in the butt, but once you get into it and you sort of get the rhythm down, it's not that they're a little messier because you've got leaves going this way and, you know, and if anybody bumps you, you know, she's over there, but it's a beautiful way to taste exquisite teas. And these teas, some of them I've had before, maybe, maybe a, a third I've had before and two thirds I have not. And oh my gosh, you know what I never had, which I can't believe I never had was chrysanthemum teas yeah that was something interesting to me too like that's a spring and fall flower right but chrysanthemum i knew hibiscus you know but i never thought of that either they are exquisite both of them there is a red one i guess there's a kind of a red colored one that um yellow sorry yellow which is more medicinal in its taste whereas the white chrysanthemum it's like a it's like a dessert tea who knew honestly I did not know. Now, maybe if I've had one before, maybe I didn't think so much of it. But when you get into the better presented, better kept, better stored teas like uh, that are available with Friday, it's uh, it's just a game changer. It's just like wines. If, uh, you know, you can compare comparing a $10 bottle of wine to maybe a $30 bottle of wine compared to a $60 bottle of wine and so forth. There are differences and there's reasons for the differences. It's farm management, it's getting it to the to the shop. How much are they how much are they growing? You how know. much are they growing? That's correct. I mean a I small think she lot. Was, 
she was you telling know? us that uh, some of the ones that she gave us uh, are now gone. And that uh, oh. we've, we've got the last part of it. But, you know, there's always uh, next fall but uh, or next spring. And um, it's just, it was exciting. I mean, it's just like a discovery. It's just a tour. It's just wow. wonderful. There's no reason now not to understand tea, to taste teas. You don't have to go mm-hmm. into uh, a shop. And what's interesting here is mm-hmm. it's just like going into a large um what would you rather do? Have somebody give you a package of teas that are or wine or whatever that you might try? Then out of eight, you might like, I like three really well. I, I didn't unlike any of them, but I like three of them very That's, well. I think a good percentage. That's a good percentage out of what you tasted. And then there's something about under. Well, you just blindly taste. And I like blind tastings. I think that's interesting. If you're really doing a conscious effort, I think I told you William Shatner had this wonderful video podcasty thing where he did blind bag tastings. Oh, yes. And, and he would tell pe- people who've never had wine before would rate the wine in their palate. And he didn't care. It was in, you know, nobody knew what it was except for he knew. They would have the wine and they would describe the wine according to their career. So it made people have this connection to what they were tasting because it was like, oh, what's the strong points? What's this? And he kind of guided them. And it was really fascinating. We did it at a a friend's party. I I think it was a Christmas or a 4th of July party. And we're just kind of hanging around and we're like, you know what? We need to get people talking. So Nancy and I were the, the greeters at the door. You know, and it was a way for us to behave ourselves too. you know, Nancy and I, right? <laughs> it's like here. So we started, you know, and it was really fascinating because it, you started, it wasn't really about the price. It was about actually slowing down, tasting, communicating, thinking. And that to me is interesting. However, if you now have this other knowledge come in, there's this extra appreciation that comes in from the region. And so she took you about regions of China that I can guarantee you a lot of us don't even know existed. Absolutely. And she went into enough depth that you understood the process and where in the region and the tea that went with the region. These are important steps. What is the region? What is, what is the region about? Why this tea? And mm. then in my article, this was not part of the class, but I went and researched what, uh, f- what tea and food pairing. And you might be very surprised. I did, I think it's close to eight of them. And uh, you're going to be very surprised what tea went with what food. Mm-hmm. So I have a tea that goes with salads. I have a tea, of course, that goes with dessert. I have teas that go with all sorts of stuff that each one is in a different category. And whoever thought about, you know, that, I mean, would you think about well, now I'm having a salad today, what kind of tea might be best to Actually, go with? I find this interesting because, okay, you know how we have soup and salad yes. and you do tea pairings when you do high teas, the English tea, right? Yeah. Salad, right. you know, cucumber. Yep. Sandwiches are cucumber sandwiches so that the tea can shine. And this is almost a palate cleanser, right? 
Yep. So soup and salad to me is interesting because if you go to a place and they give you salad that has been almost frozen in the refrigerator and just tossed into a bowl and here's a hot soup. So this is where, you know, when we talk about tea and pairings and you talk about salad, please just let the salad be the temperature, the right temperature. We don't need it to be frozen and you want, you want the temperatures to be right. So can we just touch on that for a second? So if you're doing a food and beverage pairing, let's be sensible about how this works, right? The ice, if you're going to do it with ice cream, beverage and ice cream, do not make the friggin' ice cream so hard that you have to wait five minutes for it to thaw before you can put your spoon in. If you're doing a salad, let's also be careful that it's not coming out icy, cold, that screws up everything. Or you also don't want it to yeah. be warm unless it's a warm salad. If you're doing cheeses with any beverage, be very careful about how long you leave the cheeses out before you serve them. Especially Ooh. if you're doing the really creamy ones, the beautiful, deluxe oh, ones. Oh, yeah, but you're right. But if Ooh. you put your cracker in it and it goes squishy squish all over oh the you're place. you're you're in arizona you can't be doing that on a patio party that is right you have to be because the triple deluxe cream uh, cheeses are so fabulous and there's not been enough said about them and boy if you Ooh. can get that with the right tea or wine oh it's wonderful because but of the tannins that that puckery zone has to meet the other puckery that sounds weird it sounds weird but okay and and this chrysanthemum wine that I love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Yeah. Lemon bars. Oh. So if you're going to serve a lemon bar, it ranks right up there with ice cream. Do not, it's, do not take it out rock hard, cold, but do not let it be mushy, warm. Uh, so as a good hostess, please make sure that you are timing your so that things come out in a sort of a natural way, not yeah. too hard, too soft, unless that's what they're supposed to be. The I food just, is the, almost supposed to be room temperature, maybe just yes. yeah, right? Yes. And the tea yes. doesn't have to be scalding hot either. In fact, it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. It should not. It should not because then you're worried more about it burning you. It wait, it just takes the taste away. I mean, it's just you it's, know, it's like, Nancy does this. She makes French. She uses a French press for our coffee everywhere we go. She does this. Sometimes we have coffee, pot, you know, how we travel. And she gets mad at me if the tea kettle goes off and whistles. She's like, you've ruined it. You, we cannot have a rolling boil. You cannot roll the boil for a coffee in a French press. She's like, you did it. Now we have to start over. Like, that's it. Pour it out. Like, it's almost like. let that coffee sit on the on the counter don't make too much okay because the longer it sits See? it's hard to it's hard to uh, reheat especially from a french press i mean there's all these little tiny rules that yeah i think if you thought about it would make sense but this is just sort of a reminder if you're going to do food and beverage pairings make them appropriate both in uh how they're going into your mouth in terms of temperature don't serve like a huge piece of cake or huge lemon bar, little samples. Let people oh, I just like, oh yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And then, okay, so what about, okay, so size, portions, because you also don't want to have a big mug of tea for a tasting. You're doing a nice tasting and a little bite. So like a little appetizer, uh, you know, that kind of little, little. Now, texture and pairings, does that make a difference in what you're doing? So you're saying lemon bars, does that make a difference with how it pairs with the chrysanthemum tea? Well, the texture almost always depends on serving the food at the correct temperature, right? So if you're on either side of the hot or cold or whatever, then it it just ruins it. So you just have to be very careful. If you have a thicker beverage, so let's say you are doing it. Oh, one of your teas were thick. Yeah. Yeah. So teas also come in thick, in in. Thick, in a thicker uh, sense, and a, and, a, uh, and then one that's in a thinner sense, just in terms of its texture or uh, viscosity. So one of the first teas, that pear tea, actually looks like coffee in your cup, but it's a little thicker than you might think. So a piece of chocolate actually is a very good pairing with that you know the waxy part of the chocolate and the the thickness of the chocolate so but the wine was the wine the tea was a little thicker so you know understand is it thick medium thin and that's not something we think a lot about with tea and it's not as um noticeable i think it's you maybe you wouldn't even notice yourself that a tea was thicker or thinner maybe somebody have to point that out to you but once you figure that out it's yeah. important to roll with it i like this because it's interesting like i was thinking about rooibos tea which is can also get a little hint of orange and honey and if you leave it in can get a little tannic too but you don't want that kind of thing to happen it would go really with a nice light like a not even a shortbread is almost too thick. I would think like a light cookie, like a thin cookie, maybe, maybe a thin, thin. cookie. You know who has wonderful tasting cookies is Trader Joe's. Oh, and they have them, and they come in like five different flavors. They're very thin, but not too thin, and uh, and the flavor is so. My favorite is their lemon one because you can do that one with any wine. And any tea, but they're exquisite with tea. They're, and they're like a shortbread mm. in a way, but they're very thin. But th- almost wafers. We used to have wafers, a lot of that's, wafers. That's a, be- that's a better way to describe it. So, you know, just be thoughtful about what you put next to your teas in this case. Mm. And um, if you can't figure out if you have a thick or a thin or, you know, medium or whatever type of tea, just don't mm. be overwhelming. Just, you know, stick. Keep away from the oh. big, thick stuff. And just remember, if you want to do cakes or even sandwiches with tea, which I like tea with uh, mm-hmm. with lunch, small bites, people. If you can't small. pick it up with your fingers, it's probably not appropriate because you don't need to be smash-facing your, uh, your food. No, this is a dainty experience. Yeah, not a submarine sandwich, okay? Let's just have no. it. Or if you're going to do a sub, slice it little. So I think Mm. you can pick it up. Um, With my tasting, my wine tasting group, I always say you're going to bring something to pair with the wine that I'm going to assign you. And if you need a fork or spoon or a knife to to eat it with, I'm throwing you out. 
That's it. So a donut hole versus the donut. Okay, little little balls. Pop in your mouth, ball. and that's it. It shouldn't be three oh. or four bites. Oh, okay. Just... So I wanted to ask, going back to your China part of this, going on this tour of China with tea, yes. do you think a lot of us think and even get Japan and China confused? And there's, you know, <laughs> India, right? India teas, which do a lot of black teas, just like Africa as well. Do you think we forget, like we think green, white, and oolong, that's what China is known for? And then we'll think, oh, Japan does that. Do we do we just kind of lump it all into one thing and, and that's that? And now you've got all these other, you know, wonderful teas you tasted that I've never heard of. I'm like looking this, is this right? I'm Googling, what is this? Oh, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got a dragon well tea. You've got all kinds of dragons. I want to drink the dragon, you know. But yep. so there's it's all these the, different It's the same thing teams. as saying, I only want, I'm going to have a cab tonight. And it doesn't make a difference if you're in your head thinking, I'm on a cab tonight. I really don't care where it's from. Yes, you do. And tea is the same thing. The yes. water, the soil, the harvesting techniques in Japan are totally different than what the, how they're doing it in China compared to what we do here in the U.S. And we do make uh, tea here in the U.S. So uh, not great tea, but we do make some tea. So, um, yes, it makes florals. If, if you had two cups side by side, you treated yourself to a Chinese tea, an Indian tea, which is the next class up actually, and uh, and a Japanese tea, you would immediately see the, there's just different subtle differences that you're going to like. You're going to go, oh, you know, I, I like the way the Chinese people are doing this. This is I like the terroir better. The taste of place is more more in my palate. Um, that doesn't mean that you would do the same thing and you would go, I don't want to know you're thinking. You know, I like it. I like it just the opposite. Mm -hmm. But it makes a big difference where this stuff comes from. No, they're not alike. Now, I've had port style wine that I really like from over here. And then Nancy and I just had this amazing port. Oh, my gosh. From Portugal. That was, I mean, it came in the, the like fancy, fancy, fancy port. And we shared it with some friends and a friend made things to go with it. And we all just were like, drop dead, stop everything. Like everybody stopped the conversation. This, this is important. What this you're saying was, is important because once you've had the correct pairings. She made the best well, chocolate no. eclairs. Many, many ones, little ones. I need to send you the photos. Little ones, little Chocolate, See? homemade chocolate eclairs, and it wasn't over chocolatey, hint of chocolate, a little bit of cream, little, like mini croissantes kind of thing. There's a, um, there's one of the, the um, teas that uh, was sent to me was a gunpowder tea. Ooh. And a lot of people really like gunpowder, but uh, it's thick. It, people tend to like it with. Put your own mint leaves or whatever hmm. and sugar in it. Now, I wouldn't do sugar, but I would do the mint and I, or maybe just a tiny bit of sugar. How interesting is that? I mean, pet gunpowder. I've had gunpowder. Uh, there was this tea shop that in Idlewild, California, I don't know if they're still there, Macaba. 
And I'd come home with all these different teas from China, from all over. And gunpowder was one of them. And and I remember it being like an odd, interesting thing and having to change it up. But once you found your own thing, you were like, get off my gunpowder. It's <laughs> how to do it, you know? But it, yes. I remember it being a little thicker. Like, you know, a chai can be a different, a chai is different everywhere you go. You know? That's the, right. It's just, it's, it's all the same game. It's just, um, mm. pay attention, try to get the, buy the best that you can. And if you visit a shop, uh, the woman, again, her name is Friday, who, um, sponsored the class said, when you go into a fancy tea shop, and I'm not talking about afternoon tea, I'm talking about a shop that you go into to buy your teas. Yes. You should walk in and say say the following. Ask the pouring staff, what are we excited about tasting today? Mm, I like that. So if you're not dead set on gunpowder or chrysanthemum or oolong or uh, this pear tea that I liked a lot, um, you know, ask, ask your staff to sort of guide you. Ask the staff to, to sort of guide you. And, you know, they're going to feature a, something uh exciting every day you know ask mm. be part of be part of the decision making let that let others guide you why do i want jasmine right now as soon don't as you said you that don't you what what why, why did that come out of my mind like just immediately as you said what are you ex- excited about that I, I wanted to say jasmine i have no because, idea why that popped out what? because one of the teas is jasmine pearl it's um, <gasps> that's it oh yes we didn't, have that. That, Kate, we didn't have that sample, but I knew exactly what they were talking about in terms oh, of what the yeah. taste mm-hmm. profile is. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. So as you know, I'm going back up to Seattle this summer. This uh, tea shop won't be far from the boat. Uh-oh. I will be stocking up for the summer. It will be just. I can see here's the row of wine and the tea on top. You know, and wafer cookies don't cost like that much in weight of the boat. No, you know, no. they can float the boat. That's right. You know, I love this. I do want to bring this up because I know there's going to have this going to be in the back of some people's minds. When we talk about tea in China, and China is one of the biggest producers, right? In this country, a lot of times we'll get tea and it's not, it, they, they talk about lead coming from tea in China. I don't know if you've seen some of those reports and we have to be careful about that. Even American label teas, a lot of times we're taking it, we're redistributing. So there's a level in these, there's a difference when you talk about quality tea shops, superior tea. We're not talking about what you can get in a box, in a tea bag, in a grocery store. This is a night and day experience, right? Night and day, 100%. I don't think you can go to your local grocery store, get the person who's in charge of stocking the tea and say, is this lead free? You know, for sure, this is not from a part of a country that is lead free. Um, But you can go into an upscale tea shop and ask that same question and listen to their answer. They don't know. You probably don't probably want to turn around and walk away, but um, they should know. And there yeah. is there is issues. You remember when we had that whole issue with Chinese toothpaste and mm-hmm. the crest name, I think, and 
there it was with lots of lots of um, lead. I mean, mm-hmm. these are things you, as a consumer, you have to watch out for, and and uh, we need to talk about and go to these classes and have those conversations. That's what I think is so good about it. And um, just because one country does you know, has issues doesn't mean like India is too. I mean, there's there's products I get from India that are Ayurvedic, right? And uh, they are sourced from farms that are organic, lead-free and all of that. And they are all about that. And they also work in this country. And this company is just, it's like, hello, don't knock the entire country just because of these other mass manufacturers over here, right? So it's the same thing in our own country about here, don't watch what you're buying produce-wise from these places versus these places, right? So I just, I needed to touch on it because I know that some people are thinking that in the back of their heads of like, well, what about this? It's from China. (laughs) It's not. And you should be thinking about these kinds of things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, You know, don't you go into the grocery store occasionally and in the produce section, an example, and they pull half the produce because it was in from a contaminated field. Yeah. Happens. It happens. You know, it if it happens a lot, then perhaps you find another store. But, yeah. uh, you know, if it happens every once in a while, that's just, uh, you want to know. You should yeah. know. Awesome. Always good fun with you, Diva Linda. You're always good, whether you're doing a virtual class or going around the world, there's always something. You're you're never stopping in, in getting us to taste new things, experience new things. So, everyone, uh, Diva Linda's on the show, you know, every first Saturday, because she's got to be first. She's a diva. And she's not one of those divas. She just knows good taste. And that's why her website is allingoodtaste.info. And of course, as I said, her article is up on blendradioandtv.com. All the links we're talking about, including uh, Friday's Tea Shop up in Washington State. All those links are up in the show notes, uh, whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or listening on Spotify, Apple, all those places. So take care, Diva Linda, and here's to good tea. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio with travel writer Linda Kassam. Keep up with Linda at allingoodtaste.info. You can read her articles in Big Blend magazines and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com.